Well, howdy! This podcast is a proud member of the Podcon Go Network. Podcon Go. Family-friendly shows that are fun for everyone. Welcome to Elderberry Tales. Grab a flashlight. It's time for a story. Today's story is Leany and the Big Idea, Part 4, by William Stair. Today's story picks up right where Part 3 left off. So if you haven't listened to Part 3 yet, you should definitely go back and listen to that first. At the end of Part 3, Leany and her little dog Theo had walked into the woods in the middle of the night, only to find a whole group of animals sitting around a fire. The leader, a bear, had motioned for her to come over and join them around the circle. All right, let's see what happens next. Leany and Theo entered the circle. Theo was trying to be brave, but Leany could feel him shaking against her leg. Welcome to the Council of Woodland Creatures, young human. I see you have brought us a tasty morsel as an offering. The bear finished by licking his lips again, as did the wolf and the coyote. The deer, watching them, made a disgusted face. This is my friend, Theo, and you shall not have him, said Leany. They were her first words since entering this enchanted place, and were spoken boldly. Thank you, mistress, whispered Theo, who then issued a series of bold barks of his own. The bear laughed and said, Only kidding, though the wolf and coyote looked disappointed. Now, what brings you to our midnight meeting? Normally, we don't allow humans anywhere near, lest they learn we can speak as well as they can. But you seem such a bold little thing that we might permit you to stay and learn more about us. What do the rest of you say? The silence was broken by a great sound of many different voices all speaking at once. The wolf, who was sitting next to Leany, reared his head back and let out a long, loud howl that silenced everyone. Poor Theo was so startled that he put his head down and covered his ears with his paws. I believe it was my turn to speak before the young human appeared, growled the wolf. There were murmurs from the others, with a bobbing of heads. Speak then, brother wolf, said the bear. Have you noticed how the humans who control this park are making a bigger mess of it every day? There is more litter and garbage lying around than there used to be. No respect. They have no respect for themselves or us. If they did, they would keep their home clean. True, true, murmured many voices. I agree, said the eagle, 
ruffling her feather a bit as she stood taller on her powerful talons. No respect at all. Why, one of them tried to climb up the tree where my nest is and would have gotten his hands on my fledglings if I hadn't shrieked and dived down at him. Then his brethren had the nerve to throw stones at me. I was swooping down on a fat young wood rat, began an owl. Uh, no offense, ratty, she said to a rat that sat on its haunches a few feet away. Two nights ago, when some human female shone a light on me and scared me away, neither I nor my chicks had any dinner that night. The bear explained to Lini that once each month, in the full of Mother Moon, the animals gathered to discuss what was happening in their land, a land they were now forced to share with the humans. During these gatherings, all were safe from their natural predators. Hence, the rat could sit down with the owl and the rabbit with the wolf. Of course, that didn't mean the old hungers were totally forgotten. Just at that moment, a mountain goat stumbled into the light of the fire. Its side was black with blood, flowing from the spot where an arrow had pierced its hide. All the other animals gasped. The coyote, nimble and clever, rushed from his place, and placing his forelegs on the goat's side, grasped the arrow in his teeth, and oh so carefully worked it back and forth until it came free. Meanwhile, the poor creature bleated most plaintively. The bear lumbered to the pool where the fish stared from the water, and taking some mud from the edge, used it to seal the wound. The goat stopped bleeding, but still gasped miserably. What happened? came in a dozen voices. I was making my way here, crossing the golden meadow as usual. There were poachers hidden among the far trees, and when I drew near, one fired an arrow at me. I managed to run off, but they chased me for a while, so I had to draw them away from this sacred spot. Once they were lost, I came right here. Do you think I will die, Brother Bear? The mud from our pond is from the pure earth, and will, I pray, heal your wound. Speaking of pure earth, have you ventured near the places where these humans relieve themselves? Lately they have become most foul, overflowing with the most noxious odors, announced the porcupine. And there will be more, put in the rabbit. I was hiding under an elderberry bush and overheard the park ranger talking about how crowded the camping areas had become and that they would be opening a new campground with room for over 500 more. Soon there'll be no room for us. Tell us about it, gurgled one of the fish. Waste is running into the lake and poisoning our habitat. At times the algae grows so thick it is suffocating. A tiny voice spoke up. Lini could barely hear it. In the flickering firelight, she saw a mound of wriggling ants, with one larger one standing atop and waving her legs. Hush, said the bear. The queen is speaking. At first, we ants thought the humans were a good thing. They brought so many delicious foods into the forest, and we feasted on them. I am especially fond of cake. However, now they spray terrible chemicals on us, 
and many of my colony have died miserably. If they want to enjoy nature, why must they work to destroy what makes up nature in the first place? Hear, hear, said all the animals. Suddenly there was a shriek from back up the path. Then, out of the darkness, loped the coyote. In his mouth this time was not the bloody arrow, but instead a struggling bundle of cloth. He came to the circle and set it down where everyone could see. Look what I found creeping along the path. Is it some sort of giant slug? Leany jumped up. Why, that's my little brother Logan. He's in his sleeping sack and has just learned to crawl. He's a human, not a slug. I resent that comparison, said a very slow voice, coming from a large slug on a nearby log. Well, whatever he is, he looks tender and juicy, said the wolf, licking her lips. No more of that, sister wolf. Coyote, leave that human cub alone, ordered the bear. He looked at the sky, which was beginning to lighten to the east. It's time for our meeting to end. When we gather next month, we must plan how to teach the humans to take better care of this land we all share. Be thinking about that. And you too, young humans. The other animals melted back into the forest as the bear put out the already dying fire. Then he too was gone. Leany got up and walked over to Logan, who looked up at her and gurgled. Oh, Logan, that was a close call. You almost became someone's breakfast. How will I get you back to the caravan? What do you think, Theo? But with the coming of dawn, Theo had lost the gift of speech, so all he could do was yip and whine. It took a long time for Leany, Logan, and Theo to get back to the caravan, because they could move no faster than Logan could crawl, and he was pretty slow. But finally, when the sky was bright and the sun was just peeping over the horizon, they got back to the caravan and their soft beds. Leany had to quietly boost Logan up onto Mommy and Daddy's bed, because he was sleeping with them. She hoped they wouldn't notice the dirt on his sleeping sack, or the small tears on the back caused by the coyote's sharp teeth. All three were asleep as soon as they lay down. Later the next morning, oh wait, it was the same morning, Leany smelled pancakes and heard Daddy whistling in the kitchen. She got up amazed that after being up all night, she didn't feel sleepy. As she walked into the kitchen, she saw Theo sitting next to Daddy at the stove, hoping for a lucky drop of something tasty. Mommy was sitting at the table, drinking her coffee and smiling brightly. And Logan was in his high chair cooing and looking very clean in his sleeping sack from last night. How can this be? thought Leany. The sack was filthy. She walked over to the high chair and rubbed Logan's back. He smiled at her, drool running down his chin. There were no holes or rips in the back of his gown. Just in time, Leany, said Daddy, 
as he brought a plate with two pancakes and some fruit to her place at the table. You must have had a great sleep. Had she dreamed the whole thing? Maybe when the heron flew over the caravan, it was her falling asleep. Everyone looked so happy and rested. But if it was a dream, it was so real. After breakfast, Mommy said they were going to continue their trip later that morning, and if Lini wanted to explore the clearing, she should do it now. So, while her parents got things ready, she walked back to the break in the wall of trees and rocks. The little stream still flowed through the opening. There were footprints on the other side, but they could have been the ones she made when she first discovered the path yesterday afternoon. She walked along the path, looking for any sign that last night's adventure was real. There was the waterfall, and beyond it, the clearing. Had there been a fire last night? She looked, but couldn't be sure. Maybe it really was just a dream. Then she heard her mother calling. Lini, Lini, come back right now. We're about to leave. She turned to run back, but then her foot struck something in the tall grass. She bent down and picked up a long stick. No, it wasn't a stick. It was an arrow. There was blood around the sharp arrowhead and marks on the wooden shaft where the coyote had gripped it in his teeth. Leany, called her mother. She looked at the arrow for a moment, then dropped it and ran back to her family. So now we know what the animals have to discuss when they get together under the full moon at night. And what they had to discuss was us. Humans. Humans and the ways that we don't always take care of nature the way we should. I love to go hiking and camping with my family. But it's true. Sometimes when I'm out there at a campsite or on a hike, I do see little bits of garbage that people left behind. And sometimes the bathrooms aren't the cleanest. And I think the animals are right to be annoyed by that. What we do in our own houses, in our own apartments, that's maybe our business. But when we go out into nature, we go into the area that we share with all of the other living creatures. We share the air with everything that breathes and flies. We share the ground with everything that walks and crawls. And anything that goes down into the earth also goes into the water, which we share with everything that swims and floats. When we step out into nature, we should enjoy it, immerse ourselves in it. But we have to remember that it doesn't belong just to us and that we need to leave it clean and nice 
so that it stays safe for all the animals who call it their home. This story series about Leany and the Big Idea was written by William Stair and narrated by me, Carrie Coelho. If you're enjoying this series, you might want to check out the My Mom Detective series on this podcast, which was also written by William Stair, about two brothers, Armando and Desmond, and their dog, Trooper. We'll be back next week with one more installment in this story about Leanie and her family. I'll see you then.